Thank you for joining us today on Easy's Community Focus, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. At this point, obviously, coronavirus is the thing that is on everybody's mind, and it has impacted everyone in some way or other. Now, if there's any organization that can help in the many ways we most need help, it's the one that's been going strong for 95 years, United Way of Miami-Dade County. And I'm very happy to welcome the president and CEO, Maria Alonso. You must be so busy right now. Thank you for finding time to talk to us. Thank you, Ellen, for having me on the show. And I have to say thank you for all your service to our community. I've been listening to you for a very long time, but I just don't want to date us. I know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, we're in this together. You know, we hear that so much lately, but it's the absolute truth. How is United Way of Miami-Dade responding to the COVID-19 pandemic? Oh, my goodness. Uh, So you said it best. We are totally in this together. And if there was ever a time for our community to come together to get us through this, it is now. As you said, we've been serving our community for the last 95 years with a focus on elevating the quality of life of working families. And we do this through our work in three key areas, and that's education, financial stability, and health. We're also an official part of Miami-Dade County's emergency management operation. And in times of crisis, and that for us is usually a storm, right? A hurricane. Yeah, exactly. This certainly is a hurricane of a different type. Uh, Yeah. Our role is to raise funds and to inspire volunteers to help our community pull through. So just to give some framework, before this crisis, before COVID, six out of 10 households in Miami-Dade County, and that includes 248,000 households with children, they were already struggling to make ends meet. You know, much less were they able to save for their children's education or for an implant crisis such as COVID. So something like this can actually be catastrophic for our working families in our community. So the great news about United Way is that we don't do any of our work in our silo, nor do we do it alone. We always do a coalition, right, of other nonprofit partners and corporate partners and Through all of these partnerships, we've been really looking after our most vulnerable. Uh, I think we've read the stories, our older adults, clearly, our youth, our toddlers, and also our working families. To date, in the last four to five weeks, we've delivered over 10,000 meals to 1,700 seniors in our community that were impacted the day that all of the congregate meal sites were, were closed. And these seniors depend on those centers for, you know, a nutritious meal. We've also been a partner and and helped with Miami-Dade County Public Schools with its community feeding programs, distributing thousands of grab-and-go meals to kids and families who, we all know, rely on those school lunches as their primary meal of the day. Right. We've been assembling and delivering care packages with diapers, milks, and supplies to the early Head Start families whose toddlers we serve directly in our Center for Excellence in Early Education, as well as in other early Head Start sites from Miami Gardens to the South, to Homestead and Florida City. Mm. And just last week, in partnership with Feeding South Florida, we were able to distribute 
60 pallets of produce to 250 families in need by hosting a food drive-by on our campus in the roads. And clearly, there's so much more to do. Yeah. So is that what brought the Miami Pandemic Response Fund together? Yes, I have to say we've had a long-standing partnership with the Miami Herald, El Nuevo Herald, and it dates back to 1998. And this Operation Helping Hands was created in that spirit of, you know, in times of crisis, and we've activated it after every natural disaster. It's a time to uh, provide the people of South Florida a way to extend a helping hand to each other. So based on that premise, we knew that we needed to activate Operation Helping Hands. And unlike other times, we approached other partners, anchor organizations, key funders in our community, like the Health Foundation of South Florida, the Miami Foundation, the Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau, and others to create the Miami Pandemic Response Fund and seed it with half a million dollars. And with that as the impetus to to raise more money, to date we've raised over $2.6 million. Wow. Uh, And I know it sounds like a lot, but can I tell you, we've received over 5,200 applications for assistance that total over $9 million in need. Well, I can put it in perspective, too. When you look at the stimulus from the federal government, where they had $350 billion for small businesses, and that's gone in a week. It's already out. So I understand when you say $2.6 million is not that much in the grand scheme of things. It is not, but obviously we are grateful to everybody, all our corporate partners and individuals that have joined that funder collaborative, right, to get us to this point. I am hopeful that we're going to be able to attract more money, but it is all for emergency assistance and relief, right? So it's the individuals that have lost their jobs or have had their jobs furloughed or reduced hours because they worked in non-essential businesses, quote unquote. Well, they need help with their the rent payments. In fact, that's the number one need that we're seeing right. across the 1,500 applications. And then food. The need for food is the second greatest need. And that's followed by, you know, mortgage assistance and utilities and medication and, and you know, you name it. The needs definitely outweigh the resources that we have. Yeah. And again, like you say, with 60% of families in Miami-Dade struggling before this, just to get by week to week. Now you take someone who's lost their income and they're one check away or one rent payment away from losing their home. You're absolutely right. And because they live paycheck to paycheck, they may not have that rainy day fund, right, that so many of us work so hard to create and and have because these moments happen in everybody's life. But if you don't have that safety net, then it could really throw you and your family into a tailspin. And that's what we're seeing today. Okay. Now, how can the public assist what you're already doing to be that safety net for the people who need it? Oh, my goodness. There's so many ways. Number one, if you can give, we urge the community to please support the Miami Pandemic Response Fund and donate whatever you can give. Every dollar counts and every dollar makes a difference in the lives of these individuals and residents, our neighbors, that are really struggling through this crisis. And again, without a known end date, we don't know how long this is going to go for. So please go to uh, www.unitedwaymiami.org 
forward slash COVID-19. But there's other ways to give as well. You can give of your time. And even for individuals that don't feel comfortable going and volunteering at a drive-through food drive with gloves and masks and all the right PPE gear, you can do that from the comfort of your own home and your pajamas. And we've created virtual volunteer opportunities. You can create a message or send an email to the people in the front line, Mm -hmm. our healthcare professionals, but also, you know, our grocery store clerks, our letter carriers, the people that are enabling us to continue to, you know, go forward and new quasi new normal. You can just encourage them and keep their spirits high and thank them for what they're doing because they are putting themselves and their families at risk. Absolutely. Um, So there's just a variety of ways. And by the way, if you need help, please use that same website that I gave you before. We have a resources page that has a wide range of resources that are available to our community. And it it also has the application to the Miami Pandemic Response Fund. Okay. And that's at the unitedwaymiami.org slash COVID-19. That's correct. Thank you for saying it again. And then for the volunteer, it's volunteermiami.org. So it's very easy, and uh, we need everybody's help and support in these trying times. And I do want to reiterate when you mention, uh, for example, the grab and go, that everyone is properly socially distanced. Even the people who are receiving, the cars are kept at a distance. If people are walking up, they're kept at a distance and the volunteers have the gear that they need to stay safe. So you can feel comfortable if you want to put in the time and if you want to get out of the house, you know, if you're just going stir crazy, what better way than to be part of something and know that you have done something to help someone who might literally have gone without eating for a day or two days? I have to say that on the giving end, it is so much more satisfying than on the receiving end. I I imagine uh, the faces of the people that you're handing meals to. They must be, you know, I, I would get I would get all choked up if I was there. Absolutely right. It is amazing and very rewarding. And I'm also going to add that another reason that you are asking for public assistance is all of the normal events that you do throughout the year, big dollar fundraisers where you have big sponsors and, you know, fancy dinners or even smaller events, those all had to be canceled. So your normal flow of income has gone away, too, which is why we all really need to come together for this. Absolutely right, Alan. You're are right, and we're going to reinvent ourselves. Like I think we're all struggling, right? And this virtual new normal is, I think, a part of our our new normal going forward in one way, shape, or form, and maybe to a lesser extent the longer time horizon we go out. But I do think that uh, the way that we used to do things is, is certainly impacted today, but, oh, yeah. but may into the future as well. Yeah. Um, One of the funny things that I, you normally, as a reference for donating, I would say, think of the $5 you would spend on a latte. Take one day, don't do it, and donate the money. Now I say, think of the money you're saving on gas. Because you don't have to drive anywhere. So consider a tank of gas for a week and donate that amount. It's all shifting. 
it is all shifting. Yeah. Well, please stay in touch. Let me know how things are progressing as new needs develop. We'll get that message out for you because we'll bring in a new response to react to whatever the needs become. And God willing, in a couple of months, we will be able to look back at this and say, wow, what an interesting 2020 it was. And aren't we glad that part is over? Absolutely. This will be in our rearview mirrors at some point. I think we're going to learn a ton as a society, as a community, certainly personally and professionally. Absolutely. uh, But, you know, as social distancing is our new norm, I think that we all crave to stay connected Mm -hmm. and more so now than ever, it's just important to feel a sense of community. And thank you, Ellen, for all you do to ensure that that continues to be the way that we are. And right back at you for what you're doing with United Way of Miami-Dade, 95 years strong, uh, the organization, not you. (laughs) President and CEO, you're welcome, Maria Alonso. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and for what you're doing for the community. My pleasure. Thank you. For our next segment, joining us today, the Development Director of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County, Kareem Edwards. These are such strange times. But in the meanwhile, Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County is stepping up to do as much as you can under these circumstances. It has to be so weird for the clubs not to be technically open every day. It is weird. It is weird. I had a parent tell me that her son said to her the other day, Mom, this must be serious. When Disney closed and the Boys and Girls Club closed, that means it's serious. (laughs) How do you like being compared with Disney? That's pretty amazing. (laughs) I mean, you read between the lines and that's saying that, you know, we're we're seen as a a reliable staple in the community. So it's an honor to be compared to Disney and uh, Mickey any good day. Yeah. You know, there's a silver lining. It's gotten worse in some respects. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is I see people walking every day who used to not even exercise. I see families out riding their bikes who used to not spend time together. It's just there are some silver lining to it, but that's just one aspect of it. But then when you dig a little bit deeper, you know, the schools are passing out computers and designing all of these remote activities for families. But guess what? There's still a large percentage of kids out there who don't have access to the computer. They don't have a a responsible adult at home to make sure that they log in and do their homework if they do that. And then if they don't have the connectivity or the computer, then, you know, typically those are the same homes that don't have books laying around. Wow. Uh, They don't have encyclopedias laying around. So all they have is to borrow their mom's phone and play Roblox. Oh, wow. So fast forward, you know, 90 days, no school, then summer. So day one of school, you have a child who's been out of school for about five months, away from much structured environment for about five months. They've lost three months of schooling, and that can set them a year back. Oh, yeah. Well, they talk about the, uh, you know, the summer slide under normal conditions. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I don't want to go too deep down the, the slippery slope, but the other thing is the families we serve, these were families who were already struggling to make ends meet. Right. And most of them were working most of these jobs in the service industry, you know, hotels and retail and restaurants and things like that. And yeah. so 
they are going to suffer uh, the most. Right. Uh, and when the dust settles, more kids will need us more than ever. Right. And the $1,200 stimulus checks are not going to go far in situations no. like that. No. No, yeah. no. And, you know, lots of people on public assistance don't file tax returns, so they won't even be in the first wave. Exactly. They'll, yes. They will be, if at all, they will be a little bit further down. Right. Well, I know so, they're setting up, uh, the IRS is setting up a page where those people can mm-hmm. register, but meanwhile, yeah. it's not up and yeah. running yet. Yeah. So there's, uh, you know, coupled with the uncertainty, along with the fact that it's, it's hitting urban communities, minorities, African Americans in particular pretty hard. We have to brace ourselves for the new reality that's going to come when the dust settles. Yeah, it's hard to imagine what it's going to be like. But even with the clubs closed, you're still providing a meal every day. Yes. Okay, tell Uh, us how the grab-and-go meals work. So the grab-and-go meals is we are providing a lunch and a snack, all sealed in one package. It's a cold pack, and kids can come by the clubs Monday through Saturday, 4 to 6 during the weekday, and on Saturday, 12 to 2. All of our clubs are serving these for every member of the family. So if there's, you know, four kids in the family and they have a little sibling who's not a member, then that sibling can get one as well. Oh, wonderful. Uh, But it's just something to hold the kids over. So, you know, I know that a lot of your fundraising events, I was looking at your website and it's like postponed 54th annual dinner auction, postponed 10th annual bowling for kids, postponed second annual wine, women and shoes. How are you holding up financially during this Uh, time so that you can provide those grab and go meals? It is actually a struggle. Uh, We are fortunate to have several things. Uh, We're fortunate to have a healthy organization, first of all, and aggressive uh, managing our budgets. But in addition to that, we've had several funders from grants and individual funders who stepped up and said funds that were previously restricted, maybe for a program for transportation. Well, we aren't transporting kids now, so you can redirect those funds to operational purposes. Uh, Wonderful. Uh, We've had some uh, supporters, investors who were going to sponsor some of those events, and some of them said, well, you can go on and use the funds even though we aren't having the event. That's, would you like to thank some of them? Because I have no problem with that. Wow. I can just, uh, the list goes on. Uh, at, on a national level, Coca-Cola. On a local level, JM Family Enterprises. Uh, lots of individuals who stepped up. Uh, Bosch Technologies, for one. Anthem Healthcare, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. Most of those are donors who had committed dollars for other programs, and they allowed us to free up those funds to support our local operational budget. There's some individual donors. I'll hesitate to name names just because they haven't given us the permission to do so. But we're fortunate that uh, we have had a few people step up and provide support for our programs and our organization. Uh, We're happy to say that so far we've been able to retain our staff. Uh, We have not furloughed or laid anyone off. That's amazing and wonderful. And again, truly thanks to the donors for making that possible because so many businesses are suffering and so many people, as we were already talking about, are being laid off, being furloughed. And you've got some career opportunities listed on your website. I'm guessing that you're not actually hiring right now. Uh, no. But the reason uh, I bring it up, you're doing virtual 
opportunities online, virtual daily lessons, because normally Mm -hmm. the kids come in and Mm -hmm. they get homework help. And so the reason I brought this up, I was looking Mm -hmm. at the requirements for an education instructor. And this Mm -hmm. is someone who must have knowledge of both education and computer Mm -hmm. science, conduct Mm -hmm. three classes per day of eight boys and girls using computers and other educational Mm -hmm. tools, open Mm -hmm. library for more informal uses when classes Mm -hmm. are not in sessions, encourage Mm -hmm. development of basic skills, encourage children to learn programs offered, digital arts, club tech, etc. And it goes on and on. And it's just a very clear demonstration of what the kids get when they come to you when you're open under normal circumstances. You know, they're not just getting a camp counselor. Mm -hmm. These are people who are educated and they're getting the benefit of that education in helping them with their daily lessons. Oh, absolutely. We're definitely proud to say that all of our full-time staff members have a minimum of a bachelor's degree. But the other thing, a lot of our part-time staff are highly degreed people who just have a passion for our kids. And the other thing, you talk about staffing. So when the dust settles, we will need all of our current staff and then some to feel the needs that uh, the kids will have when they come back to the clubs. And we hope that day is not too far off. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But meanwhile, you've got these virtual daily lessons as a way to keep enhancing the kids' minds and keep them expanding. And they're really fascinating. I was Mm -hmm. quite taken with the journalism segment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who who made these available? Who who worked all this out? Well, it's sort of a team effort. Uh, Obviously, our social media person puts them up. It's, It's literally a relay and a team effort. The youth development professionals within the club are kind of source and research content. And then our social media person compiles it. Our graphic artist creates it so it looks attractive when they post it online. And not only is it posted on our website, it's also posted on all of our social media format. And in addition to that, each club emails a list, a more comprehensive list of items, uh, of activities out to parents on a day-to-day basis. So parents uh, will get the information by logging into the website or social media, and it will also be forced out to them through email blast on a day-to-day basis. And that's uh, great, because how many, mm-hmm. how much have we heard about parents who are like, my kids are home, I don't know what yeah, to do. I don't know what to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then the yeah. topics you have, you know, there's design design projects, photo mm-hmm. advocacy, graphic design, things with National Geographic, mm-hmm. the range of yep. uh, topics covered is virtual so tours, Yeah. Uh, virtual tours of national parks, uh, just different activities that are designed to be engaging. Uh, and then also that'll take them out. You know, the assumption is that they're logging into the computers and doing their academic work. So this is designed to be more experiential and extracurricular to not feel like they're doing a math problem, not feel like they're, you know, doing a word problem or something like that. But they're getting the learning, but just through a different methodology. So here's a question. Can anyone Mm -hmm. participate in these virtual daily lessons, whether they're a member or not? Yes, yes. 
some of them come from a Boys and Girls Club website, from our My Future, My Life website, which is proprietary. But many of them are not proprietary, and uh, they're just sourced from information that was on the internet. So what a great introduction for people who don't yet have the experience with Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County to get an idea of what you're all about, even while you're, you know, working under these circumstances. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll go back again to that annual fee. Which you love. I do. Uh, Tell me. $15 for a whole year, which covers all of their membership from the first day of school to the last day of summer. It covers their meals. It covers all of their supplies and all of those things. And, of course, right now, once again, you're still providing, even with the clubs technically Mm -hmm. closed, Mm -hmm. grab-and-go meals. And this is Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 o'clock, Saturday, Mm -hmm. 12 to 2. So they walk up, they drive up. Do you have accommodations for both situations? Yes, yep. Okay. Yep. And of course, everyone is properly distanced and yes. properly protected with masks. And this is at all of the clubs? At all 12 of our clubs. Okay. Yes. And this is going on as long as you possibly can continue? Yes. Okay. Let us hope that you outlast COVID-19 <laughs> with we the food supplies. <laughs> and, and I'll we're, tell you what, when, determined. when we bring the community together, we, we know that a lot of people are struggling and we're asking people to help out with a lot of different causes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll go out on a limb and say our children are the most important thing that we can help out with, in addition yes. to our first yes. responders. Yes. So providing meals for them is critical. And you can go to the Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County website and make Mm -hmm. a donation online. It's safe. Mm -hmm. It's socially distanced. And you Mm -hmm. will be helping (laughs) literally thousands of young people in Broward County. And that absolutely. And uh, we have actually set up a donation link as a part of our website. Our website is www.bgcbc.org. The donation link will just be our website forward slash shaping-futures. So www.bgcbc.org forward slash shaping-futures. I love that. Thank you. So, all right, let's uh, make sure the kids know that they can go or the parents know they can take their kids and go get that free meal once a day and check out the virtual daily lessons. Highly entertaining, really, for anyone of any age. Even adults are going to be excited about that. BGCBC.org. Any any donation. Yes, any donation, any amount, it all adds up. Kareem Edwards, you know, I don't know what to say. These are such strange times, but you're keeping the clubs running and you're continuing to serve our young people even under such difficult circumstances. So thank you for that. Development Director of Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County, wishing you safety. wish you as well and thank you so much and thank you for the support of all of those folks out there thank you uh to the first responders and definitely the medical service providers uh the grocery store those folks doing drive-through at the restaurants uh but know that if your child is a member of the boys and girls club uh we are doing our best to be there for you if you have any questions feel free to reach out 
to your local club. And if you don't have that number, the club list is located on our website as well. So here to serve with the Giving Heart. Thank you for your time, Kareem. I'm Ellen Jaffe. If you have questions about our programs or would like to suggest a topic, you can email me at ellen at easy93.com. Join us again next Sunday at 6.50 for another edition of Easy's Community Focus, looking at the issues that matter and the people and organizations that are making a difference. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.